Hello, I'm John Eldridge, and welcome to the Ransomed Heart audio podcast. For more information on Ransomed Heart Ministries, our resources, and events, please visit us online at www.ransomedheart.com. Craig, you and I have a similar interest. We have a similar bent, a similar kind of passion, and it's what took you into pastoring for more than 30 years. It's what took me into counseling. If I could put some words to it, I think the passion is just yearning to see people get better, yearning to see transformation, yearning to see that combination of encountering God, coming into the beauty of the truth of the kingdom, and the personal transformation that results in that. Yeah. Over the years, what have you seen works? Like, I guess I want to ask you two questions. Do people really get better? <laughs> Does the transformation that I know you in kind of your pastoral heart yearn to see in people. Does it happen much? And kind of the question that goes with that is, what works? What brings genuine change? Yeah. Yes, it works. Would love to see more of it. And it seems to work among those who are hungry and thirsty for God, for people who either life or God's intervention in their life has brought them to a point where there's some level of desperation and and there's some significant, though maybe unseen, turn inside. So the hungry and thirsty are the ones who seem to experience dramatic, true, deep, lasting transformation. And, you know, as a pastor, I spent a lot of years in churches where it wasn't happening much for some reason. But yeah, it happens. It's wonderful to be a part of. It's wonderful to share and hear those stories. But like you, John, just long for more of that, Mm -hmm. so much more. So it seems like it's some encounter of hungry people with God And God touches and speaks to some deep need that only he can speak to and address, and transformation begins. Why do you think it's so rare? Because it is rare. Mm -hmm. Well, I think on one hand, unless you're desperately hungry and thirsty and made that shift inside of looking to God or crying out for salvation or rescue— One reason is we live in a world that just continually makes promises of salvation, that this car, this woman, this life, this house, this career, this medication will bring you what you're looking for or relieve the pain. I mean, we live in a world of just a million different salvations are being offered. So I think people, out of some innate stubbornness to turn towards God or turning other places, there's lots of offers of wholeness and goodness and transformation being made out there. And until you run the course of trying several and they fail, 
we don't tend to turn to God. Mm -hmm. And then on the Christian end, I just think that as a pastor who was in a church, you've heard me describe this, it, it always felt like in the sermon, this is what people's deep heart heard. Freedom. God loves you. There's always just enough to keep people in the audience, but the dots aren't connected. The gospel and its clarity and beauty and its power is restrained. So even in the Christian community where we have bits and pieces or parts of this message, it hasn't seemed to be presented in a way where it's true power and beauty is experienced in a transforming way. Right. What would you add to that? My editor made an interesting comment the other day in a conversation. We were talking about new publishing projects and some things that I want to write that are coming. And he said, I know you're kind of known as the guy that writes for men, you know, and that's sort of where you made your big impact. But he said, actually, your books are not about that. Your books are primarily about transformation. And I step back and look at, right, that's what it's about. That's why I write. Mm -hmm. I write for transformation. Mm -hmm. I write for a genuine life with God. I write to show the way to either break bondage or draw into intimacy or live from a free heart or, Mm -hmm. you know, whatever that different angles of that. And the book that I wrote called The Utter Relief of Holiness was another attempt of of laying out for people, literally showing the process by which transformation is possible. Mm-hmm. I think it's accessible. I think it's real. I've seen it. I've watched it. And, okay, so just last night. So here's a sequence of events. There's a guy a couple layers outside of our immediate relational circle, kind of farther out in the orbit, who did something recently, <laughs> frankly, to really offend me. And doesn't even know it. Mm-hmm. Doesn't even know it. Wasn't out of malice. It was really kind of, I think, more just out of foolishness. But woke up this morning, whether it was my brokenness or the enemy or a combination thereof, you know, this kind of what happened, this event was sort of back in my face, you know. And I was just so aware of the choice of where am I going to go with this, mm-hmm. you know, indulge a little resentment, mm-hmm. you know, dismiss. The temptation to just dismiss a person. Here's one more piece of data that kind of gives me the justification to just blow off this person or forgive, like just genuinely forgive. And the first two, resentment, dismissal, just just the ugliness, the taste of that in my mouth, so horrible – and the allure of Jesus. I just feel Jesus going there. He was right there going, come on, John, just forgive. Just forgive. You know, walk my direction. Let's go this direction together. And the the relief of that, the beauty, the goodness, the joy of going, yeah, 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 absolutely. Like, I do. I do. I choose that Mm -hmm. life. Mm -hmm. I choose that life. And thus, the you know, the utter relief of choosing kind of the invitation of God towards genuine transformation. Such a relief, so Mm -hmm. good. And so 
Yes, I see it in my own life. I see it in the lives of those I love. Genuine transformation. While it seems rare out there, it's available. Yeah. I see it. It happens. And it's so attractive. Not only is it a relief, but it's just so beautiful. So, John, why don't more experience that? It was interesting as you were talking about the world that we live in and all of its offers of various forms of relief, mm-hmm. right, or various forms of life promises, mm-hmm. various forms of, you know, getting your act together or whatever. I thought of Bunyan's Pilgrim's Progress and I thought of Vanity Fair. That was the town that he describes poor Pilgrim kind of winds up in at one point in its journey. And it's just one distraction after another, Mm -hmm. just this, that, and the other thing. And why don't people find genuine transformation? I think, one, that they've been given a gospel that doesn't produce it, Mm -hmm. and it's just heartbreaking. I think that's a big reason that the gospel they've been given isn't sufficient for it. Two, I think that the distractive power of the world Mm-hmm. Just the myriad of just stimulus and messages and media and busyness and addictions and less wild lovers and comforters and all that stuff that's sort of constantly coming at us. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think that as I'm pushing deeper, I'm kind of trying to explore my own soul as I'm answering the question. I think as I go deeper, I think genuine transformation requires yielding the things that you have latched onto over time to protect yourself, to secure yourself in the world. Usually Mm -hmm. learned in childhood, you know, we call it our style of relating. It's, you know, wound up in our personalities. It's our brokenness, bondage, all of that. I think that because genuine transformation requires some movement away from the false self. Mm-hmm. And until you're willing to let go of that stuff that you learned and picked up and adapted to kind of secure yourself in the world, until you're willing to to let go of that, I just don't think I don't think it happens. Can I add one more? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Here's my fourth one. I think also because of human nature, we want it quick. Mm-hmm. Quick and painless. And the way that looks like in Christian circles is we want, quote, an encounter. Back in our days in the 70s, it was called a power encounter. We want some dramatic experience with God that where he zaps us, right? Mm-hmm. We want the yeah. zap. We want God to just move miraculously, mightily, powerfully, and just remove this rage from us, remove this chemical addiction, remove this fear, anxiety, compulsion. We just want that. And I think that it's kind of a combination of human nature. We want to get zapped. (laughs) You know, we don't want to do the hard work of it. But also, I think because there's portions of the church that promise that. Yes. Yes. I've heard of a couple of situations in which God has done that. Of course, he can. He can do whatever he likes. But for the most part, those kind of promises of all it takes is a phenomenal kind of -of out-of-body worship experience or something like that Mm -hmm. will will do it, will Mm -hmm. do the trick. I think that adds to 
why we don't see it. People chasing the wrong means Mm -hmm. for transformation. Yeah. As you're talking, two things are coming to my mind, John. One is, if we don't get better, if there really isn't transformation available, what does that say about God? And Christianity. Yeah. yeah. I mean, what <laughs> what is God after? Is he engaged? Is it simply a matter of um, going you know, to heaven and then everything changes? There's you no know, power, presence, rich, true, deep life here that sin rules and reigns and kind of wins. We're just kind of waiting, you know, at the best modifying some behaviors And then the other thing is in your illustration, people wanting to be zapped, I can't help but wonder when we're talking about transformation, what are we talking about? We're talking not about transformation on the experience level, but on deep, profound personality, character, heart, kind of the trueness of who and what we are, Not, not a transforming experience, but an actual change, yeah. substantive of Genuine who and change. what we are. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, huge. As we're talking through this, friends, I do want to say, oh, it's available. Mm-hmm. It is available. But the distraction of the world, Vanity Fair, looking for the quick zap, those things prevent it. And Craig, as you were saying earlier in our conversation, I think in some just to be honest with one another, until you really, really want it, it's not available. I mean, God doesn't just, he doesn't just hand out his treasures to the casual. Right. He just doesn't, right? I mean, Jesus had all kinds of warnings, like foxes have holes, you know, birds have nests, the Son of Man has no place to lay his head. He had these warnings against kind of the easy, yeah, I'm in, I'm in. Mm -hmm. I think there is a hunger, need, desperation that does seem to precede Genuine Mm -hmm. change, Mm -hmm. right? And some profound level of surrender. And everything we do at Ransom Tart is around this. Whatever it is that you might find us talking about, you know, the mother wound and, wow, how powerful that message is. Or masculinity and femininity and, oh, my goodness, how deep those run in the human heart. Or, you know breaking agreements, dealing with your enemy, taking the Mm -hmm. spiritual battle seriously. These are all pieces Mm -hmm. and components of the means to genuine transformation. Like, it's available. Mm -hmm. It's available. Mm -hmm. And it's what God is ultimately after. You've made the point before. Salvation touches on life, how I live and relate now. I mean, God is after our holiness, our transformation in every category way. It's how we were designed to live and to withhold that. I'm just thinking of the people who just, how do you, how do you make this thing work serving a God who doesn't really enter in or isn't interested in changing your life? That's horrible, right? Oh, that's horrible. I think a couple other things need to be said in kindness to our listeners, because I'll bet the majority of folks who care to turn into this podcast are going, I'm in, I'm there, but, man, like, there are some areas that it isn't happening, and help. I need to add a couple more things that I think will be gracious and helpful. One is, you live at a very intense time 
for the human soul. You're living at a very, very difficult time in history for the human heart, not just historically because this is, you know, postmodernism and the collapse of everything, but because I do think we are living towards the end of the age. And Scripture makes it very clear that as we move towards the climax of Act 3, things get very hard, and mm-hmm. they get very hard for the saints. You see it in Daniel. You see it in Matthew 24 and the teachings of Jesus. You see it in the book of Revelation. So there's just a kindness. There's a kindness when you understand your context. You go, I know it's hard. I know. I know. That's not just you. Right. That's not just you. And I think kindness necessitates us naming our context for people and saying, this is a very difficult time to be whole. It's a very difficult time to love God. It's a very difficult time to live a holy life that needs to be named as people pursue it. And also, we do just have to name again that transformation is opposed. It's just so fiercely and deeply opposed. It's not just you. It's not just your struggles. It's not just choose better, make a better choice. (laughs) Gosh, I was... I don't tune in to Christian radio much, but I did, and there was a Christian psychologist, fairly well-known on there, and some of the advice that he was offering was so horrible, not because it was untrue, but because it was inadequate. It was basically just make better choices. Yeah. Was kind of the counsel. was kind of the bottom line. He was trying to give a very simple message. He was trying to make it simple for right. people. I think that is a good motive. I think he was trying to make it accessible. But that message of just make better choices, that's horrible. That's Romans 7. Like that's just going to lead you to despair. So the other thing I was saying in kindness was you've just got to understand that your transformation is opposed. Just last night, Stacy has been in a kind of a low place in the last week. And I was finally beginning to kind of clue in on what it was. And I felt like, actually, I had some keys that could really help. It feels embarrassing to say this. It took me about 20 minutes to choose. I'm standing in the kitchen. I feel like I have the keys to her freedom. I'm looking at her. We're talking. But it took me about 20 minutes to make the choice to offer the help that she needed. And that's not just me. That's not just me. I know my enemy well enough now of like, it was so opposed. Yeah. It was so opposed. Any movement towards genuine transformation is opposed. And there's just a kindness to that. There's just a graciousness. We're not just blowing it. You know, we're not half-hearted. All those accusations that come in. I think those things will help people as we move towards transformation. Now, here's what we want to do. This is part one of kind of a two-part podcast, gang. And what we want to explore and describe again is how does transformation happen? And part of the context is in the last chapters of The Utter Relief of Holiness, I actually lay out a process of prayer that we know scripturally is true and that we know experientially works. And so there is a process, there is a means, there is a way to transformation, and it's why I wrote that. Now, (laughs) we kind of blew it on the title, apparently. People don't want holiness. Holiness doesn't sell well. Not in Vanity Fair, it doesn't. (laughs) Anyway, my publisher just finally came out with the paperback version, which we're very excited about, changed the title to Free to Live. 
and the subtitle is The Utter Relief of Holiness. So that's part of the context for the podcast. I wanted to let you know it's available in paperback now, free to live, but also want to talk through, here's some keys. Here's a couple things that are really going to help you. It works. It works. I've seen yes. it work. I testify these things to be true. So in part two, what we want to do is walk through some of the process laid out there towards genuine transformation. It's available to everyone listening. It is. 